0: show ever i'm your host cj boyd here with liz Heisen in her apartment we are in toronto ontario um i just found out t dot is a nickname for this town
1: yeah
0: do you spell out dot when you write it or do you just t and then a period i never (laughs) write t dot ever (laughs) okay my my good friend in vancouver says oh you're in t dot and i thought it was super cute that that's that's
1: uh i guess people in toronto don't
0: say that that's what she th- she wondered about that she wasn't sure but she said i think it's just something that people in vancouver call toronto but i don't know if they say it over there sure totally okay. i'm gonna let her know let's see liz plays in picastro mm-hmm. that's your project um we met in france yes right in yeah Rennes. no no not i Rennes. think initially not uh, not yeah, yeah. One of those things. i think i met you through the pillars and tongues kids if I yes. remember yes right. yeah Um, and you were playing I don't remember the place but it was it had a it had a year for a name it was like 1959 or 1930 or something like that right and I think it was right before either I was playing the night after or before I can't remember but I think I just like ended up at a show and
1: yeah you guys'
0: music and ended up staying in touch yeah crazy crazy musician connections but um I know you've done lots of touring yep I don't know. Have you toured in Canada a lot? No. Okay. Uh,
1: no. <laughs> that's,
0: that's a typical, I guess no. I just realized that. I was like, I know you've toured in Europe. Uh,
1: no, when you way, play weird music, it's best just to stick to, like, Toronto and Montreal. And then the places you play, like Kitchener and, like, College Jones are great.
0: In but, Ontario. In Ontario. But, yeah. like,
1: it, it's prohibitively expensive to go outside of there as a musician, if unless you're making... It's just, the travel costs are just right. insane. Right. So. As
0: far as like going to like the west coast of Canada or something like that.
1: Yeah, or like Newfoundland or or Nova Scotia or, even yeah. Winnipeg is like that's like, twenty four hour drive or something. Right. Right. Like, it's
0: yeah. it's long. Um, but you, do you travel in the states at all?
1: Yeah, I usually stick to again. I just stick to bigger cities. I played in Bloomington and Chicago in the fall, and then I played in San Francisco in February. Okay. And they were pretty good um san francisco was actually really good um and i was surprised i guess i'm always surprised when i go to an expensive city and i see people who are like go to shows and or are, are, you know like it's, it's everything is sort of fine or maybe i think rich people are like because they're just not into culture or just not you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm like oh yeah. oh it's yeah. cool there's people who like actually do stuff that's awesome yeah not, not just like San Francisco I love it but I'm just like yeah. I was legitimately but you're aware surprised. of the, the yeah. rent
0: prices in, in San Francisco and yeah, yeah it's yeah, crazy totally. yeah um well I'm curious all, all that is to say I know you've toured a bunch so I'm I was curious to hear about your your worst show ever
1: uh so my worst show ever was um like a assembly of shows on a tour that kind of went up and down and the, the it started in London and ended in London and um
0: london uk not london uk
1: yeah not london ontario and um uh we finished london we took a flight into paris which ended up being stupid and the the, you know like they like to go on strike there a lot so the
0: yeah that's true (laughs) we took a
1: cab from the airport because the transit was on strike and then found out later that the the metro or whatever had just started running again. Like it just was stupid, right? So the whole thing was like we just wasted a whole bunch of money.
0: Right.
1: And I wasn't feeling so great. Um and then the tour progressed and our tour manager or driver, or whatever, from Italy came and he picked us up in Paris and uh and I think that night we drove he was really insistent about having all the gear. You know, I couldn't be in the van and we so we drove around Paris pretty much all night looking for a garage and then I think at one point he made me go into a hotel like a fancy hotel and ask them if we could park in their <laughs> garage okay. and of course I have really terrible French and everyone looked at me like I was crazy. Um, Wait this
0: guy just to understand this was your driver slash, slash tour manager?
1: Yeah I don't know if he actually did any of that. No he helped with merch a couple of times. Like I think he was mainly the driver.
0: Okay. And had you... Was it the kind of thing where, like, somebody else had hired him? Or, like, had you hired yeah, him? Yeah,
1: the label. I don't even remember how he found him. I think he he booked most of the shows in Italy. He, him and another guy. This
0: particular... The driver. The
1: driver. Okay. So he was coming for the first half of the tour, which was, uh, like, Belgium, Netherlands, whatever. So okay. he met us, and we sorted out the Paris thing, and, you know, got on with that, and then... And then we went to, to Brussels, I think, and then Amsterdam, and then my friend, and uh, I don't know what happened, but I ended up getting a show at Paradiso. Paradiso was like, we just, we can't put you up. So so Chris from Servershal told me about his friend Dimitri. Dimitri's like, you can stay at my uh, place, and it's one of those sort of legalized squats in Amsterdam. Okay. So Dimitri comes to the show, we hang out, we have a great time, we go back to the squat, and it's totally nice. It's like, you know... Heating and he should he has this really great uh, book that he shows bands and it's all the work that they've done which is like pretty incredible actually yeah so totally nice he gets beds for us and everything and the whole time the Italian driver is like this is not acceptable like we can't be sleeping in places like this and I'm getting sick and I have a cold and I was like oh, you know like <laughs> like this is totally fine like that so anyway so the tour goes on
0: so what did he not like about it he said. There was heating. It wasn't like that it was too cold. No,
1: I, there was heating. Like, he he just complained that it was too cold and said it wasn't... Accept- like, he just said it was too decrepit or something, um, which it wasn't at all. It was totally fine. And then um, he kind of just turned into, like, a man-child after that. And then I got kind of... S- I started getting worse, and I was reading this book that book Middlesex have you ever read that book oh, I've never read that okay so anyway, Wait, who's that by? it's really interesting Jeffrey Eugenides or whatever that Greek guy who grew up in Detroit oh so it, it it goes back and forth anyway so I'm reading this book and I will explain the significance of later okay and so then finally so that thing kind of happens and I'm kind of annoyed at him for dissing my friend's place because I thought it was fine and then we get to Italy and things kind of even out and then I start getting really sick like really really sick and I, you know I feel crazy and at that point we kind of there was some tension between us that had been building and he was handing off the driving to another Italian driver and he was like we must fight or make love and I was like no I was like
0: <laughs> wait what wait what
1: <laughs> yeah because I was like you don't know where you're going like, every day we got into the van, he would... So, this was before people had GPSs everywhere. Right, right, He would stare at... The, we would have to sit in the van, wherever we were, for maybe an hour. I felt like an hour. And he would stare at maps. And I realized, in hindsight, he was memorizing all the roads. Okay. And he would always stop a woman wherever we went and ask her where a certain street was. But then he would say, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And we were all like, well... <laughs> Why did you stop her? Like, so like, like
0: he would only stop women.
1: Kind of.
0: <laughs> That's he was a
1: big perv. So okay. So anyway, so finally, <laughs> I think I oh I, there was one day I'm I kind of I had had enough and I think I printed directions. Like I went to like an mm. internet cafe and I was like
0: I remember these days. Yeah. yeah, the MapQuest. Yeah, just
1: MapQuest, and like Nick helped me and like I think Brandon <laughs> and I, I think we all were on it because we were like this is taking too long. So yeah. I, I, maybe I partially created the tension, or we all did. I don't remember. But he was like basically telling me that I was being too difficult, and he was sick and blah blah blah, he had a cold or something. And then, uh, and that's when he said, "We must fight or make love, or whatever." <laughs> and I was like, "This makes no sense to me." But like, <laughs> he's so creepy. I'm just,
0: I'm just like, yeah. I'm assuming it's not just, like, a translation problem, right? Is that a saying in Italian or something? I don't
1: know. I don't know. <laughs> like, he was just, like... He was...
0: But he was serious. Like He, he
1: was kind of serious. He was just saying, our, like, it was very fraught. Because I, I can be sort of blunt and stuff. And then... And then we got to Italy, and then we had to stay in an apartment that him and the other... Booker found for us in Turin, which is a totally nice city. But we were there for a long time, and there was one day where I was walking around the market, you know, like the farmers market. They don't call it that in Italy; it's just the market. Yeah. And there was like um, a goat, and it was hanging up with all the blood, like with all the sorry, the fur still on it, and it was, um, you know, it like split in half basically because Italians need to see the whole thing, like they need to know, like they basically need to. Know, what what the gender it was? What farm like? They you need you know, they don't buy things in styrofoam. So I was like looking at this thing and I was like, man, that smell is crazy, and I want to barf. And I'm reading this Eugenita's book, and it's about this woman, and she's like, man, I I, I I'm turning into a wolf. Like all of a sudden, I smell something, and it makes me sick. And so she she goes through the whole thing sort of by the middle of the tour I'm like you know I haven't gotten my period once and like this is it was supposed to happen two weeks ago
0: wait how long is the tour at this point
1: it's at least two weeks but it had been like a month since I'd gotten it so Nick was like oh you're probably stressed out and like, yeah you're probably right but then the smell thing was really pronounced and I was just feeling like just not like myself and so there was one day right at the end where the drivers were about to switch off and he was like what's What's wrong? You seem really like sick, like you're getting worse. And I just said, Oh, I I said I'm 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 worried that I'm pregnant and I, I I wandered around Turin. I remember looking like I'd go to the you know, whatever they call it, the apothecary there. Yeah. And then I tried to find pregnancy tests and they don't have them because it's a Catholic country and I was like, Fuck. Oh, shit. So I was like, I I don't even know. So it, because I like red wine so much, I was just drinking and which really doesn't make you feel any better. And then I said to him, you know what? I'm sorry, but I think I'm pregnant and I'm I'm not sure. And he said, well, now you've really killed my libido. Oh my and God. I was like, you are the, just like the worst <laughs> oh ever. God. So. Wow. I don't think I, that's
0: ever been said before. Yeah. To, to respond, a response to that I might be pregnant. Yeah. It's like, ah, that's a boner killer. Yeah. I kind of totally. don't want to fuck you now. Yeah sort of
1: yeah like yeah sort of what does that mean yeah so I was like uh oh, this is like the worst guy ever and then I was like really upset and then um yeah I just I just kept getting sicker and sicker and then I remember the la- one of the last shows was in Bologna and do you remember that band they're from Baltimore Oxes maybe anyway one of the guys from Oxes ended up in Bologna And his girlfriend was Italian and she came she came to the show and she was like I'm gonna take you out to this restaurant and it's really good it's like Sicilians run it and it's really good and um their specialty is fish and I was like okay and I was like well you tell me what you're gonna order and I'm gonna get the same thing as you she was like oh you got to get the linguine with clams and I was like yeah that sounds good so it came and I swear to god it was like the most delicious thing ever but I was like trying not to Vomit, And then I remember oh. that was the point where I was like, something is really, really wrong. And then, uh, the tour went on and and then it kind of got sad. Like we went, we went to Prague, actually, th- no, we went to Tabor, which is like a town, I forget, it's close to Prague and it was great, but it was just like, you know, you kind of move away from like the hotter climate. You go to, and, um. And then we had a show in Slovakia, which was also really... No, Slovenia, Slovenia, because close to Italy. And it was good. Um, but at that point of the tour, it was a town in Italy that we had to stay in before we went crossed over into Slovenia. I think there was no show that night. And it was a squat, we had to stay in a squat. And after listening to that guy bemoan the, the Amsterdam squat, we get to the squat in Italy, and there's just a bunch of people outside. They're not inside the building at all. And then I find out there's like no running water. It's there's like maybe like a couch with like springs coming out of it and then I'm like, "Here. This is where we got to stay here." And they're like the drivers like, "Yeah." I'm like, yeah. and Nick and Brandon, I remember they had to sleep in the van cuz it was, there was just nowhere to sleep. Oh jeez. And I found out after the fact that no one actually lived there. Like, they just went there to party. But, like, no one actually lived in the <laughs> squat. So I was like, this is the weirdest squat I've like, ever yeah, seen. Yeah,
0: that's barely... That's not even really a squat. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. then
1: there was this woman there who, like, was kind of, you know, enchanting to to all the guys and was really cozied up. This was the second Italian driver we had, who was much different and much nicer than the first one.
0: Wait, just so... But so both of them had booked the tour... Yeah, yeah, and so then they would like take like one was the driver for the first half, and the other one yeah. was the driver for the second half.
1: Yeah, but they and
0: but they booked the thing together.
1: They booked the thing together, okay. and the first driver was like, "Oh, you got this squad in Italy? It's amazing!" And he was going on and on about how amazing it was, and okay. then we get there, and it's a total shithole. And then this woman was like, "Oh, you know, or you're going to uh, oh, Isola? That's what it was called. Isola. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful town in so Slovenia, right by the water." She's like, I have family there, so I want to come with you. And I'm like, oh god! I'm like, we have to have this strange woman in the car. So she was she saying
0: this to you or to the driver? To the driver. Right. And
1: then I was like, whatever. She wants a ride. I don't. I don't really care. So she comes, and she's kind of hanging out with us. And then something happens with her and the Italian driver. And then they end up like sleeping together on the beach. And then the next day, I just I just hear like them talk in Italian, and there's like a little fight. And then he just like leaves her by the side of the road. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, she totally doesn't know anybody here. She just lied because she thought she could like come with us on the rest of the tour. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, but also like, that's a little harsh. Like, we should take her to the bus station <laughs> or something. Like, right. like that's c- kind of crazy. And then that was like, and I remember I had a really good time too because they gave me, um, See, it was like, I'm a terrible mom, how much drinking I did, but... So I, I had some slivovitz, and something What else did he make me? Oh, it was just the best. Like, it was like a couple ran this place, and there was this total family vibe I loved. I love the Slovenian show so much. And then... And then we stay at the...
0: Wait, what's slivovitz? What's, what's that?
1: Slivovitz is like a kind of brandy-like uh, grappa. Like, uh, you know, has that like what you have at the end and you like every country has it like my dad's Albanian and it's rakia it's the same thing it's like it's usually from fruit and it's it's clear okay and it varies from like moonshine tasting to like like pretty good okay and the rakia in Serbia is amazing like the Albanian is kind of shitty but the Serbian (laughs) stuff is like really good
0: okay
1: so you can also buy it in Serbia like my friend who is Slovenian, was living in Belgrade, and he kind of hooked me up for a few shows. He took me around. If you're ever going to the markets in Belgrade, he said that the stuff you buy in the market, some of it is good, but some of it will make you blind.
0: I've heard that about certain moonshine, but yeah. uh, I don't really fuck with moonshine or alcohol generally, so I've, no. I've not been in danger of that. But, uh okay. So, yeah. But so, so, wait, going back, you're so you were saying... So you drop off. He just leaves.
1: He just leaves this this woman there. Yeah. And,
0: but like, presumably she's gonna like hitchhike from there somewhere. I guess. I guess because that's all she can do.
1: I guess so. Yeah. But you
0: were like already back in the van and driving away when he's explaining what happened. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and he had very. He ended up. I mean, we're still friends. He ended up actually moving to England for a while, but but when we initially met him. His English was it was okay, but not amazing. And I mean, in all fairness, like my Italian isn't very good. You no. know, like I don't really expect people to speak English.
0: But you're saying there was some. But there was some language, language barrier, yeah. and
1: like I think he is a he is a very nice person. But I I I was kind of confused about the harshness of it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then, the rest of the tour happened. Uh, the last show was in Berlin, and. That was... I think at that point, I was, like, so sick that I couldn't take... Like, I, I wasn't really drinking, and I couldn't eat that much. And... um, It was one of those things where we got back to the promoters. The promoter was putting a, his up, us up in his apartment. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we, we got to fly back to London tomorrow because we have to catch our flight to Canada. Like, like it it, it was very... Very precisely timed right so i was like so can you like set the alarm or tell us how to set the alarm so we can get ourselves out of here and he was like sure and i'm like a very early riser and i just remember waking up and seeing the sun you know when the sun is too bright yeah and you're like fuck
0: oh meaning you you overslept we we overslept yeah
1: so i like immediately shot up and i was like i was pissed i was like yelling at everyone like you were supposed to you know you're supposed to wake up when the alarm went off and like we're gonna miss our flight and so the driver he he's doing his best so we get to the airport it was like maybe 30 minutes disp- I don't even really know how they let us on the plane and um and there was tension building it between me and another bandmate this entire tour I would say and he was saying things like well we could just get another flight and I was like but who I'm paying for the flight, like right. I still gotta pay for it. Like it's if I miss the flight, I just pay for it again. It's not like the airline's like it's okay. Like yeah. you can miss your flight. Right. So I was kind of pissed at him for saying that and like not understanding like the gravity of it. And then we get to London, and the show's amazing. And like two of my good friends come, and I had a great time. And then and then after the show, we go back to the place where we're staying and like whatever tension that's been building up whatever <laughs> crap that's been going on in my body has been building up <laughs> and me and this band member just totally have it out just have this fight and calls me the c-word all this stuff happens and then he's like I'm, I'm not playing with you anymore and I was like okay fine I was kind of hurt actually at the time but in hindsight I think I knew it was coming like I was like it's okay. it's it's okay and then um and then we you know we get on the plane home and it's like super awkward cuz like we don't know who's
0: Are you still like sitting next to each other on the plane?
1: I don't think I sat next to him. No, 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 no. I okay. don't think I wanted to talk to him. I was still pretty angry. I just mean
0: as far as your seats on the plane weren't all together, I guess.
1: They were I think there was two of us in one row and two in another. But you guys got some distance there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 And uh And then so we came home and and I remember I was like sitting outside on the porch and I was having a cigarette and I was like and I still had cigarettes from like Germany or something and I was like I think this is going to be my last cigarette and I went to the doctor and I did all these blood tests and she's like I think you should come in tomorrow and and we can have a little talk and I was like okay or whoever the the nurse called me or the secretary whatever so I go in and she's like you've been pregnant for like Six weeks or like whatever the duration of the tour and uh, you got to make some decisions now. But (laughs) then I just went on tour. But the thing is, is that I had a tour with Tiger Saw and Casey Donnell right after that. Oh. And I was like, well, so, I mean, obviously I have a son, so it it worked out. (laughs) But like, I was scared because I like didn't, I mean but I was sick the whole time and so in this Jeffrey Eugenita's book when she starts saying like I turned into a wolf and I can smell all these things she finds out that she's pregnant the entire time like she just doesn't know that that's what happens to you so uh, I went on the tour and I and I think that's when I realized that that I had been not really taking care of myself because I went to go. where did we play we played somewhere in the States and I, I saw my... Oh, no, I was in Brooklyn. And I was walking down the street. And my friend was like, What happened to you? And I was like, What What do you mean? And he's like, You lost a lot of weight on tour or something. Like, you don't... You don't look the same. And I was like, Oh, maybe I should just tell him. And, but I, I don't think I had even... I hadn't even seen myself, you know, because I was... So... Yeah. It was... It was weird. And just before that the tour i played a couple of shows with scout niblet and we were staying at my friend's place in Montreal, and he had like, this is so much drinking in the story and he and she, he we had like a bottle of whiskey or something and we were drinking it and we were talking about like what what would happen if we had kids oh that would be so crazy <laughs> and then like and then hey, I remember, this is
0: after you already know you're pregnant no no before, this is before. okay way right.
1: before probably right. like right around the th- and then and then I saw her at the end of the tour with Tiger Saw. Um, no, I was somewhere in the in the middle. And I said, you know, remember that thing we were talking about? And she was like, yeah. I said, "Wow." Well, that's what happened. <laughs> and she was like, oh. And, and, and then I had a bit more of a scare, too, because I stayed at this house in Seattle. The guy that put on the show for me was like, you can just stay at my house for three days or whatever. I was like, okay. And it was a really nice house. It was just really big. And. You know, maybe like a bunch of people lived in there, and then I found out afterwards that one of his roommates had TB, and when you're pregnant, and your chance like and you're exposed to TB, like just like everything, it's like your immune system is a pre- you
0: Okay, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's so kind of you're, you're more you're more likely to get TB if you're you're more likely to, to, to catch pregnant? it because your immune system
1: okay. is suppressed. Okay. So you're kind of your your risk for getting that's why. It's bad for pregnant women to get like the flu because it just it, it just explodes into other things. Right. So he told me after the fact, he was like, by the way, my roommate had TV that whole time you were in the house. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, and then I, when I came back to Toronto at the end, I, I mean, in retrospect, I think all of the doc like I ended up with a midwife. But I think in retrospect, they must have all thought I was the most negligent person ever because I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do that later. Like I, I wouldn't. Like I got tested for things, but I think I was so, I was so shell shocked that I didn't really know what any of it meant. And okay. yeah, in hindsight, I think they probably. And then I said, oh, by the way, I stayed at this house and there was some someone had TV and I maybe I should get tested for that too. And they were like, oh my god, <laughs> like another thing that you've done. <laughs> like so. So that was like the tour in itself wasn't bad. It's just there was a few things where I was just like pretty stressful. And yeah. now I think it was probably better that things unfolded in that way because if I had known I probably would have reacted in some other way. But you know, I went on the second tour and I and it was it kinda worked out 'cause I was I was like the designated driver and um I went to bed, you know. It it for some reason I had insomnia for, like, a long time. And then after I got over the initial morning sickness... Yeah. I actually slept really well. Okay. So on the plus side, I mean, I was on tour, but I was just playing, and then I'd go to bed. And it was great. Like, I didn't... I actually don't remember... I remember one very specific day in San Francisco where I was like, Oh, I feel better. And I ate, like, a giant burrito. And then the rest of the tour was fine. Um, I mean... We did play in Odessa, Texas. Have you ever played there?
0: I don't think so.
1: It's kinda hard to play in Texas is so big, you kinda gotta yeah. I'm
0: but trying to remember where Odessa is. I don't yeah, I don't think I've ever been there. It's I've like western. F- like yeah.
1: like closer to New Mexico.
0: But up towards Lubbock or more southern like Marfa, El Paso?
1: Not that mm, not that south. Okay. No, more up. Okay.
0: I think I know yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's a big oil town and I remember <laughs> Yeah. The guy that put on the show was named Jukebox. Jukebox. He, yeah. That's pretty sweet. And he yeah. was like, "You forget? Like he just thought I was the most exotic thing."
0: <laughs>
1: He's like, "You forget? What are you doing here?" And, but the show was really good.
0: Yeah. So I had followed. Qu- yeah, ask me questions now. Okay, yeah. so so you, it turned out you were pregnant. Yeah. And then so the start of the Tiger Saw tour, you knew you were pregnant. Yes. You tell them.
1: Oh, I told everybody. Yeah,
0: I figured. Yeah. Uh, did there end up being any kind of complications? I mean, you were worried about it, but it's, I'm guessing there weren't, because you haven't...
1: No, they wanted me to go in for some weird intervention stuff and testing and all that. And then I think they gave up. I think, like, I had done... I'd, I'd done enough of the initial tests that they were, like, everything is, kind of looking fine. Okay. And um, And by the time I was wait did i play that show with you no it was somebody else by the time i was pregnant with louise i was playing probably throughout the pregnancy or something and by the end i was like eight months you know i was like i played a show when i was like eight months pregnant and i said on stage oh i i really really want to drink and because i was visibly pregnant yeah. and, and and i was like and you i was like don't judge me I was like, this baby is finished and if you think your parents didn't get chip based and take drugs and stuff when, you know, your are kids, like, you're wrong, so...
0: So I... And I'm just ignorant in this, so I'm... I've heard things lately about this, that we have this idea, but I also don't want to be the spreader of any misinformation, so I'm just saying I definitely don't know, but maybe maybe you do. Like, it's... I've been told that our idea of how alcohol can affect pregnancy is over-exaggerated or right. at least that you'd have to drink a, a, a hell of a lot in order for it to yeah. have an effect. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I, because I don't know, I'm sort of like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Do, do what you think you should do, but I, I don't really know the answer, but I have a good friend who didn't find out she was pregnant. I think it was like six months into her pregnancy. Wow. It was insane. Yeah. Like, did not, did not realize. And then, was recounting like okay what have i done in the last 6 months yeah, you, yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know like well, i've yeah, definitely totally. been drinking not not binge drinking not anything insane but i remember her right. telling me about this and it was obviously that's an exception it's, it's rare but it yeah. does happen when yeah. when she did go to the doctor for she wasn't feeling well or something and they told her like you're pregnant she's thinking okay i'm like a month pregnant two months pregnant I'm like no you're like it was like 6 or 7 months pregnant
1: it's possible.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this, this happened to her where, and then she, she's like, I didn't even think that happened. Like, well, it doesn't happen very often, but it can. Um, right. And in hindsight, but she's just like thinking of what she's been doing, how she's been feeling. And it also it was like, oh, I just thought I was, you know, thought I was not feeling good or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, but so in this case, like I said, I don't know. But everything turned out fine. Yeah. Was that the last you ever played with that band member? Like, that was... The yeah, end, that like, was guys... the end. Okay.
1: And and to this day, like, I... I like, I, I love all of... I love everybody that's ever played with me. And I still, like, I feel like that's not resolved. And, like, I have... There's things that I want to say. <laughs> but, like... I was really hurting like I I was physically like in pain and I don't think that I think the problem was I just don't think that anyone cared or took it seriously because he was the same band member who like I think the year before we'd been in England and he was like we had to fly somewhere and he said well I don't want to get on the plane because I, I heard that if you fly when you're sick you can this actually did happen to me but if you fly when you have a cold it pushes it can make the infection worse. Okay. And we had to take him to like a walk-in clinic in England. And all of us had to wait in the van for like two hours while he got checked out. And it turned out to be fine. So I just felt like, in contrast with like how bad I was feeling, it's like no one ever... I think, the, to be fair, I think the first Italian driver, I think he did offer at one point. He was like, do you want me to take you to the doctor? I, I really think he did that. The only thing was, it was around Easter and... It, eastern italy is like it's it shuts down like you can't so i was like well when when would we even go like i don't you right. know so i think like i was bitter about the fact that like we had to wait for this guy's flu thing or whatever in england for two and then like i never you know i was so sick but that never really got addressed and uh and i mean I mean, to be honest, when you're pregnant, your body is going to tell you stuff anyway. Like when I had the linguine with clams, I tried to, you know, your body's just like, no, it's not, you can't. Like you, 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 you will, you could turn it off pretty fast. I think I just, like, I'm just the kind of, I like eating so much. And then when I'm in that environment, I like, I want, I want to try it. I'm not going to get drunk, but I'm like, oh, well, there's this wine here and, and. and my Italian friend is telling me I gotta try this or like if I'm in Slovenia Slovenia, and this guy made the sleeve of it so I'm probably gonna try it Right, right. so I don't really turn stuff down like that but um, I think like the the insensitivity about the whole thing kind of made me bitter and and maybe like yeah I don't know there's something about that that it
0: yeah I hear what you're saying I'm this is a question this this is not to discount anything you just said or, or make yeah, yeah. excuses for anyone but do you think because like Picastro is your project thing yeah it's I' mean, it's your it's your baby yeah yeah and so like I'm guessing that the dynamic between your bandmates is still that it's like they're in the band but it's your band yep yeah. and so do you think that factors at all into like the dynamic on the road as far as people sort of I I feel like when I'm a, I guess when I'm in a, like a hired gun mentality, it's yeah. different than when it's my music, um, right? Where and when someone's in charge, there's the feeling of like, well, they they're it's their job to make these decisions. And other bands where no one's in charge, we, then it's like this collective thing. But if 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 there is right. a person who's in charge, sometimes the other people kind of. Don't oh, really, I see Don't, you're don't really take any responsibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, that doesn't excuse... Like, these are also your friends, presumably. and Like, ideally, you like, no, look right. out for each other.
1: Yeah, maybe the fact that I wasn't really adamant about seeing anyone kind of made them go, well, if she doesn't want to see anyone, like... I mean, the thing about the, the band is that, like... I don't tell anyone what to play. I, know, you know, like I, I give very little direction. It's more, right. and I ask people. I want to know their opinion because the thing is, is that if the person isn't happy playing what they're playing, then what's the point? And right. I, I want their input. um But you're right. At a certain point, it's like, they're, they're playing songs that I wrote. Like it's, you know. Like,
0: and like, even if you don't like in this case, you don't, you didn't book the shows, but you were probably the one who organized with these Italian guys. to Yeah. To, right. Like you were the administrative head of the band. Yeah. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like I'm like, the I'm a very reluctant leader. Like I, it's yeah. like I get the leader job in everything I do by default. Yeah. Because no one else wants to do it. But yeah. like, I really, really hate it.
0: Yeah. You.
1: <laughs> like when someone bosses me around, I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, right. I'll do whatever you say because I just don't want to I just don't want to do it. So. Right. But no, you're right. I guess I could have been more pers- like I could have just
0: Well, I'm not so much even saying you should have done something else. I yeah. was just more asking about it. I'm in terms of like how these things come about. I was th- I was thinking of another conversation i had with somebody on this show um jolie holland who's a singer-songwriter yeah are you familiar i don't know if you know her at all but um, Yeah. yeah she was talking about a tour where where she was saying how like a lot of times if anything goes wrong everyone blames her yeah and her partner who was there as well was trying to say something like well like not that it's actually your fault but that, right. that people in this position look to whoever's in an authority and they're like, well, they should have done this or they are they they just yeah. like assume that it's your responsibility. So if like if the tour manager in her case, like the tour manager was really shitty and very lazy and like wouldn't do anything that, of course, that's his fault. But it's her project. And so her band <laughs> Right. is gonna look to her like why'd you hire this guy why'd you let this guy right on as the tour manager when he's shitty yeah. and again I I think it's not about it actually being your fault but I I get that mentality of this isn't even my project so I'm I'm just like along for the ride so hoping that yeah. someone else is sort of making the decisions
1: they're yeah. all but they're all hard decisions like you yeah like I've I've been with like, I did have, like, a bigger agent in Europe. And I just got ignored. Like, it, it, on paper, it looked great. But, like, who wants to be, like, the 30th band in a mass email that goes... On a roster that goes out to... Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can make these decisions and people look to you. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, like, learned over the years that, like, it's not... It's a combination of things that you have to get, and also, usually, if people ask for you, they're gonna do a pretty good job, you know. Cause like right. sometimes I'm like, why am I going out of my way to get a show here when like, I could just go over
0: here, <laughs> just be easier, you Where know. Where somebody is asking, like, requesting that you play there. Yeah,
1: if someone requests that I play somewhere, it's different than. Although at the same time, I actually learned from you like, to to ask for some guarantees in the U.S. just because last time I did that it, it it didn't totally work out. I mean and, and I had a good time and I I really enjoyed it but I Last
0: time you did ask for guarantees or that you didn't?
1: I didn't ask two people asked me to play shows yeah. and and I did them and they were in the Midwest and but I I felt like I could have asked for like a modest guarantee Yeah to cover my costs and that probably would have saved some some like bitterness on my end or right. you know I'm just I'm slowly learning yeah uh, because you know and I know that a lot of these places like don't have any money so you can't just make crazy requests
0: Yeah. or yeah. I remember
1: once I played a show with Marissa Nadler in Michigan mm-hmm. and she was upset that there weren't more people there at the show and I was like, it's Michigan. Like, people are, like people <laughs> yeah. in Michigan are awesome, but, like, they just don't have that much money. Like, right. you can't, you, it's, it's, it's me. Am- of course, it's great to play in Michigan, but, like, you know, maybe they, maybe they're, like, trying to feed their kids. Or maybe they need to, like, go to work the next, like, maybe, there's probably tons of reasons why people they won't the go see people... your show. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, I've gotten calls from other friends who are. Definitely more successful and like that. They play music as for a living, and they'll call me and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm playing in this town in Texas, and there's 50 people here, which is for a lot of musicians is pretty good." And he and I don't want to say that's who it was, and I was like, "Well, what are you doing in Texas?" I was like, "What? Like you, you? could you should play in like Austin or maybe maybe one other city, but you don't need to play like four cities in te- You know, like yeah. scale it back." So I've learned certain things over the years about touring and I would and I know my, I think my friends have too, like they definitely, I've even noticed like friends who are uh, you know, like you know that that almost major label type musicians and they've they'll skip over certain things or they'll, you know it, or maybe just we're getting old, I don't know,
0: Sure. Like,
1: <laughs> nobody wants to play like Toledo and then Cleveland and then well it's I'm I'm it. the
0: exception. I do want no, to play all do. those places yeah, yeah. but I also temper my expectations. I try to make sure yeah. if I'm playing Ypsilanti on a Tuesday Yeah. I I know what I'm getting into ideally, you know, like yeah. we we and it's I will say I still fuck up sometimes and I show up to the venue and I'm going back over my notes or the email or something, I'm like, oh, I didn't ask this person about money situation. I didn't ask for a guarantee. I didn't check to see what the deal was. Like that still happens occasionally, but I I try not to, you know, it's like now it's occasionally I'll just miss it. But usually in that situation, if I know I'm playing a small town on an off night or something, I just ask like, Hey, what, what, even if there's no guarantee, like, what would you expect? What, what can I, what can I reasonably hope for? You know, just to get a sense, and if it's if it's not worth it, if it's so little that it's not worth it, then don't do it, and that's yeah. always an option. And there's there's times, yeah. I think I just recently, where was I? There was some show where the guy was like really stoked to put it on. Oh, I think it was in Ames, Iowa. Yeah. You know, and like I've played great shows in Ames before. There was a little scene there. Yep. Uh but it's been a few years since I played there. Okay. And this guy was being super sweet. But I was kinda late, it was sort of late in the game already. Like I had kind of forgotten about Ames because the last time I played there was pretty shitty. Yeah. And that sort of like wasn't on my mind anymore. And he saw that I was playing other places in Iowa and he's like, Oh, I wanna get you on and he was being great. You know, yeah. but he found what he was able to come up with yeah. was like a show that was gonna make twenty dollars. And he was honest yeah. about it. He's like, Man, that's it's probably gonna be like honestly, it's probably gonna make like twenty, maybe thirty dollars. Right. And just given my route and everything, I was like, man, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You know, thank you, you've been amazing. And I, I, this is not nothing personal, but when I think of, I know I can picture myself like being there, going, why did I book this show? Yeah. Where like I'm playing in a bar where it's loud and there's like a few people here that are stoked, but it's in happening in this space that's mostly indifferent, and yeah. then that just being unpleasant anyway. And then to make twenty dollars, I was like, I'm gonna just wish that I hadn't done this. Yeah. So rather than regret it, I'll just not do it. And you you can do that. It's fine. But I, but usually if it's in that case too, it was a little bit out of the way. It was like, I think I was coming from Quad Cities or something heading to, or yeah, I think I was going from Quad Cities up to Minneapolis. And so it would have been kind of a diversion anyway. Right. And it just like, it, it literally wasn't worth $20. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. But uh, other times, I, I would just be like, Oh, it's right on my way. I'll play a show in Canton, Ohio for thirty dollars, knowing it's a thirty dollar guarantee. Yeah. Which is really pathetic. But yeah. but knowing that it's right between, say, Columbus and um Akron, these are super short drives. Yeah. And they'd be like, Cool, I'm gonna do one show in Canton that's gonna be for and whoever's do they, there.
1: You they put you up? They do not. Mm.
0: I'm in a different situation there because I have a van that has a bed in it. Oh, so I yeah. don't really, in Europe I have to worry about it, but in, in the States and Canada I don't really oh, worry about yeah, being yeah. put up. Um, I actually, a lot of times even will sleep in the van even if I have an offer because it's just easier. It's just easier, yeah.
1: Have you heard that there's this uh, podcast called The Sporkful and there's one with Patty LaBelle on it? Okay. And she 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 because she toured at a time when she would just get treated like shit and she they wouldn't let her cuz she's black they wouldn't let her in. She uh, had to cook her own food and stuff and Okay. So she still does it. She still brings like her little spice rack and like okay. and she makes her own dinners and stuff.
0: In her like she has an RV or something?
1: I don't know. She no, she sits in her hotels and stuff. Oh, she okay. makes her own food. Oh, she I see. She still does. She won't. Yeah. And like <laughs> And she explained why. Because every fall, I go, I hate pumpkins. Like, they taste like nothing. I don't want to make pumpkin pie. And so she was explaining, because she sold a lot of these sweet potato pies at Walmart. And she was explaining. Wait, wait, wait. Like, Ila the Ball rationale.
0: sells sweet potato pies? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she was explaining. And I was like, this totally makes sense to me. Because a sweet potato tastes way better than a pumpkin. You yeah. would want to put it in a pie. You don't want to put a pumpkin in a pie.
0: No, I like pumpkin.
1: Yeah, but it, it...
0: You don't, that's fine. It doesn't
1: taste like much. So she explained the whole thing. Anyway, it's... She, her thing with food was really... And touring was really interesting. But, man, I don't know how she... Yeah. She toured at a different time. If I
0: was doing this podcast, like, 40, 50 years ago, it would be a really different thing. and I would, totally. <laughs> I would love yeah, to hear yeah, those yeah. stories, too. Yeah, I've heard some crazy stories. Like, Char- Charlie Mingus... Um, wrote an autobiography called uh, What's It Called Like Tales of the Underdog or something like that. Something I haven't with,
1: read that one. I heard is really good.
0: Yeah, I've read just parts of it, but there's a story in there where he's talking about. I think he was. I don't know if he was married yet, or but he was seeing this woman who was white, and they were traveling. He was playing in Red Norvo's trio, and they were traveling through the South, and they got instructed that like. Red Norvo's white and that like his yes. either wife or girlfriend partner whatever needed to sit up front with right. Red and that he should sit in the back and yes. that if they didn't do this that cops would definitely stop them and maybe beat him wow was what he was told wow and so, like, they decided not to find out the hard way yeah and they, they just did that and uh yeah it was a trio it was like a trio and she was just she was on for a part of the time like just just traveling with them but it was like he had to pretend that they weren't together while in public, and they're at those times. This was, I think, in the 50s, maybe. Um, there were also shows where they'd show up, and there was confusion about like because Red Norvo is white, yeah. they at the where there were still clubs where it was like either just white or just black, yeah, 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 exactly. And so, having a mixed band, yeah, there were places where that didn't fly. Yeah. And they were like supposed to play the show, and then they're like, yeah, your bassist can't come in. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, we can't play a fucking show with our bassist asshole. You know, I can't even imagine that shit. Have you
1: talked to any women on this podcast that felt like they were uh, in danger driving, like by themselves or anything?
0: Um,. Cause one, Danger ups, driving.
1: Because I remember once, when Leon was a baby, uh, we drove down to Austin for South by Southwest. Yeah. And I stopped in Arkansas to get some gas, and I went up to pay. And the woman said, are you driving by yourself? And I was like, no. Sometimes she's like, oh, if I were you, I would be driving around here by myself. Okay. I was like, okay. I don't know. Like, I never really feel, like, I know that there's... There's pockets of this United States that I stay out of, but, like, okay. I've never really felt like I was in danger right. anywhere. So. I
0: don't think on this show... I've definitely talked to women who feel less comfortable touring by themselves in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had that conversation with folks. Um, but I think more on the, like, racial side. I mean, I, I know there's... What's this, the town? Vider... Texas I think it's it's either right on the it's not right on the Texas Louisiana border I always forget if it's Louisiana or, I think it's Texas yeah um my friend Leslie who grew up in Louisiana yeah told me about uh stopping in this little town Viter yeah to get gas and at the gas station there was a sign that said niggers better not be caught in Viter after dark
1: Whoa!
0: And you know, she she like got out, was about to pump her gas, saw that, and was like okay, and she's white, yeah. But it's like okay, no, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to the next town, things, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, later, years later, she told me she like was I think she met she just met somebody, I don't remember like through work or what, but like just met through met someone who happened to be from Viter, yeah. And she's like hey, so uh, (laughs) I only have one experience of Viter. Uh, This is what happened. And the lady was super embarrassed. She was like, yeah, that sign was there my whole childhood. Like somebody would take it down and it would just be right back up the next day. And wow, you can see why I got the fuck out of Viter. You know, that kind of thing. But but yeah, I remember I haven't experienced that directly. I mean, there's been times when I'm... It was funny, actually, you said... You there's parts of the states you avoid. I don't. I, I still go to all the parts of the U. S., but there's definitely times when I'm on guard. I mean, if I'm in the Panhandle of Florida and I see just like every you know tenth house has a Confederate flag, I'm yeah definitely keeping. I'm not gonna stop. I'm you know I'm gonna right, just, right, right. I'm just gonna keep keep going if I can. Uh, but or even worse, actually, is Confederate flags when you're not in the South. Yeah. If I'm in like Idaho or god I was just thinking it was in the like Oregon and you see confederate flags and you're like okay that's you're really committed to this premise it's not yeah. just like this is what's been around but this is something you're, you're bringing with you but yeah I guess all I have to say I don't I think I definitely know women that, that feel like not safe touring by themselves yeah. um and it hasn't come up a lot on this show but I've but yeah,
1: yeah I that. just thought about that now' cause yeah because i w- cause I've, uh, maybe it's because I'm going because if I do tour by myself in different capacities that uh, i have never actually i know I have toured by myself and I have to run myself in the u s and it's been but maybe it's because I know the people I'm staying with or I know the surroundings well yeah. enough that I'm like, oh, I'm okay with this. I remember once on that tour when I was pregnant. Uh, there was one show... I actually didn't see any of this like I I literally had no I wasn't uh picking up on it at all but apparently somebody had followed me for basically the whole show and and uh,
0: like in the venue
1: It was a it was that Raw Lovely Festival? Oh yeah. And I didn't I wasn't picking up on it at all and one of my bandmates was like you got to watch out for that guy that he just made it backstage somehow and he's been following you. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even Notice anything right, and so things like that where I like maybe don't notice or but I just mean like there's this kind of tension that i would I would kind of feel in like some American cities that i I'm like oh, I should probably leave like I can tell something's going on, and then once I was in berlin and and my friend Carl was living there uh he's from he's originally from Wisconsin, I think he was in Brooklyn now and he was in Berlin and he was like, "Well, I'll come to the show and we'll hang out." And the guy kept locking the door while we were trying to load our gear in. And I was like, "Why do you why do you keep locking the door?" And he was like, "Cuz this is a bad neighborhood." And Carl and I just like burst out laughing. <laughs> Carl was like, "I lived in like Philly where like with like a super sketch like." Yeah. He was like, "No, this isn't a bad neighborhood like at all." But like for Berlin it was, I guess. Yeah. But we just looked at each other like this is about. It's beautiful, like. Right. So. The only reason why I bought up driving too is because I'm working with this woman, who uh, she's probably been in Toronto for a while, but she's from South Africa. She was telling me she was trying to help her parents move here. She was getting all the papers together for them, and they keep like kind of lapsing on their timing. And I was like, I'm just curious, like, why did you move? And she was like, It's really dangerous. Like people, you have to put bars up on your windows and stuff. And then she told me. If you're a woman and you're driving alone at night, you can't stop at the stoplights or the intersections because they'll carjack you or they'll take stuff from you.
0: In South Africa. Yeah. Okay. And
1: I was like, That's I've heard
0: that in other places, not specifically the women, but uh, in Brazil, I was in Rio de Janeiro one time, and people were saying you don't stop at certain, not the whole city, but just like certain neighborhoods where. People didn't stop at stoplights at night. Yeah. You stop during the day, but at night, people tend to just, like, that's, yeah, that's...
1: No, I I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to tour there, but I, in general, I, have, I, I would have a hard time going to places where, and even, like, parts of Eastern Europe, like, I kind of know the scene, kind of, or I feel, I don't know, I just feel like, like Eastern Europe a little bit more than Western Europe, because I feel... I it's because my family's from there and I feel like a little closer to it, but I do, I think I, over the years, I've gotten really disgusted by, like, just this sort of, like, blind affluence in Western Europe. Like, I'll just be walking around Brussels and I'm like, wow, there's a pair of children's boots that cost 200 euros. Like, what kind right. of moron buys, like, <laughs> like what the fuck is going on in this yeah. and then you, you you know you cross the the river the canal or whatever and it's like all the muslims are in this like one quarter yeah and i'm like what's going on like this yeah. is kind of disgusting And it's like i'm not saying eastern europeans are any better but like there's for some reason like when when everyone is poor or when everyone makes across the board maybe a little bit less yeah. i'm not talking i'm not saying they're poor but yeah, I don't want to get myself into any trouble, but I just mean like, I do think that there's like, it's a little bit, more, I don't know. It just feels a little bit more normal to me or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to see that kind of wealth. I don't, I don't need to be in Switzerland and to see, <laughs> Yeah. like, I just, I can't, I can't, I kind of, like as a human being, I'm just like, I kind of can't handle this. Right though,
0: now. What do you think though about, just cause you brought this up, I was thinking Switzerland is a place where, I know there are poor people in Switzerland. I haven't really seen that.
1: I've seen a couple of gypsies. No, I've seen gypsies there. Okay,
0: you've seen gypsies there. Yeah. That's a good example. I was just thinking that some Western European countries, because like they're affluent, but then things are fairly socialized as well. Yeah. And so then just, I feel like, and maybe gypsies are a good exception to this, but where like even what's considered poor in Switzerland doesn't seem that bad to me. Yeah, probably compared, at least by American standards. Yeah. Um, because That's true. yeah, and I don't know. I again, I'm also a little bit sheltered. Like I mean, when you're touring, you don't always yeah. see everything, obviously. And there's times like in Switzerland or Sweden or Norway where I've thought like the punk kids here are like super fucking fashionable. Yeah. Like the the kids that I yeah. would think of as like the the equivalent in America would be like actually poor punk kids that these kids have like, they're like designer punk. Yeah. Um, and like still sort of somehow seem very, I don't know, not just like good looking, but in this like polished way, yeah, like where, where things are, it seems like they're fine. They're like really okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We played one show in Aarhus in Denmark. Yeah, and they were Aarhus. like, "This is a this is an anarchist venue or something." And then we found out later that they the reason they were open was because they were subsidized by the government. Yeah, and I was like, "You can't be an anarchist <laughs> establishment like get money from your government. Like, right. no sense." But they were like they were like that. They were like very fashionable. Yeah, but kind of high end. Yeah, like, Denmark.
0: It's like, and and part of this is just cultural. I think that Europe. I mean, including Denmark, especially in the, the Scandinavian countries, I think that even what counts as as poor is not that poor. No. And then and then I, I feel like a bum when I'm in Europe because I I mean just for in terms of dress, like I don't have any yeah. like I look around and I think, Oh wow. Well they I were kinda, more
1: tailored. I think the clothes are tailored a little yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. But it's I, I notice every time I'm in, especially like Scandinavia, where I yeah. think like in the States I can kind of blend in. It's just like a regular dude sometimes on the street. But here I stand out as like, I think that guy's homeless. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, He's I not wearing like a $300 pea coat, you know, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. I did
1: buy a ski jacket last year in Germany because I... I played some shows in England, and Leon came with me, and we visited his friend in Germany. And I have to say, it was like, it was, it was really comfortable, and like, yeah. it was really. I had to go for the well-made German clothing item because I'd been buying just like, random vintage, winter coats for twenty dollars for like my whole life. Yeah. I was like, I think it's time. And <laughs> they bought. the only thing is, you kind of look like a loser in England because everyone there was like a pea coat or like a like a trend, like they wear like a different style of coat. So if you wear a ski jacket in England, you look dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it doesn't it doesn't work. Okay. But the only thing about England though on the flip side is that it's like a damp cold and there's not a lot of central heating in some of the old buildings because they just can't do it, which is fine. Yeah. But they act like nothing is wrong. Like I'm like this house is freezing. And then right. like I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm like, "Oh my god, it's freezing in here." And like, "Can you just put on like a radiator, like, and they're just like, I have
0: no idea what you're saying. Huh? Do you think they're fucking with you, or do you think they just no. don't notice?
1: I don't think that they notice. Yeah, I get that. I think that. they're used I, to it.
0: Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, it goes a long way. We you get used to something, and then it's, it's normal. But I. I mean, I think you know. I've been in the deep south in the in the summertime, and I'm amazed that people are just living in a place where the air is. Thick, where like yeah, it feels like I'm swimming. It feels like you're inside a dog's mouth, and people <laughs> are just outside playing frisbee and like doing whatever. And I think this is because they're used to it. Yeah, they're just used to it. It's yeah, it's, it's their normal.
1: I can almost yeah, I know. I hate to say, it but I can almost get used to the heat more because it's just I'm more comfortable. But, I'd uh, go
0: heat over cold for sure. Yeah, but I'm still saying yeah. There's there's extremes. I don't,
1: uh, yeah, I know. I remember once because we were, we were going to South Carolina and I was like, well, maybe we'll come in August. And my friend at the time, he lives in London, England now, but he was teaching in North Carolina. He was like, people in the Carolinas go where you are in August. You don't come here in August. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, that's true. Yeah. And then um, my friend was telling me him and his family went to Egypt in the summer of one year. And he was like, when I first got there, I was like, wow, everyone's walking like really slow. And then he was like, you know, Hustling, and then like in ten minutes, he was just like covered in sweat. And yeah. He was like, "Yeah, that's why people are <laughs> slow because you can't like." Yeah. So, because one guy in the south told me that too, like I was like, "What?" I was like, "What do you mean? Like what?" I was like, "People in are so laid back. Like I, I, love it. It's so nice." And he was like, "Cause it's too fucking hot." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." That makes yeah.
0: So <laughs> totally. Well. And I should get these kids.
1: You should get them
0: to bed. The stuff. Yeah. Thanks for. Stuff. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dorana Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever.